And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim, I am your host. I think we're making history here tonight. So, for those of you that don't know how this works, I typically, you know, we've been so busy, right? We record an episode, we do the thing, and I mean, luckily for us, uh, we have a backlog, right? We have a backlog of, you know, usually about a month, um, and a lot of that is because I, I'm, I'm awful at, you know, managing a calendar, or I'm really good at it, I don't know, but um, we're currently booked out pretty much for the rest of the year. So thank you everybody that's going to be on the show for doing that. Now, today we have, as you know by the title, we have JR the Handler on the show. Now, JR and I have gone back and forth with dates and and whatnot. Now, JR is a very busy guy, so I can't thank him enough for taking the time that he did to be on our show tonight to, or today, to be here. Um, it was definitely a conversation. I, I didn't want to delay. So for everybody that's, you know, been delayed another week, I apologize, but this was a conversation I needed to get out. Um, it's been on, it's been really on the books for about a month. So I guess it's in line of right where it's supposed to be. But, um, JR and I had an awesome conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. There were some technical difficulties, but for those of you that have listened to this show before, you know that shit happens here all the time. Um, so we literally talked about everything. I, I, you know, you could probably hear the excitement in my voice. I'm so jacked up from this conversation because it was so fun. It was so enthralling. I didn't even realize the time had gone by. Um, so JR, thank you so much for this. Um, for those of you that don't know, JR is Justin Moore's, um, 
tour manager, and he's also the co-host of the Justin Moore podcast. Um, if you don't, if you listen to any other show other than the Boots and Whiskey podcast, it should be the Justin Moore podcast because it's it's this show. It's practically this show, but you know, with a co-host and much bigger names than what I've had. But <laughs> um, but um, you know, same kind of style and. JR, thank you so much for taking your time. I know, I know you're a busy dude, and I can't, I can't thank you enough for this and for the opportunity to speak with you and and really have a conversation as friends. And like that's that's what I'm psyched to be able to say today is that you know, JR the Handler is a friend not only to me but to this show, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Um, so really, without further ado, this is a lengthy episode. I'm not gonna lie to you. We we shot the shit for a while. Um, some technical difficulties and all that, you know, we we're probably tapping out at well over an hour and a half, if not more. I can't even until I put it all together. I won't even know. Um, but as always, you know, thank you to our sponsors. You're going to hear from them coming up here in a minute with their commercials. Um, and then after that, of course, the absolutely incredible conversation I just had with Jr. the handler. So, Stay tuned for that. And now a word from our sponsors and then JR. Enjoy, everyone. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, good evening, JR. Jim, you got me, buddy? I got you, man. All good, man. I've never done it this way before. That was pretty, uh, that might have to integrate that to the JMP at some point. You know, I, I, I am very, um, how do I want to put it? Um, not very tech savvy. Um, oh, so what, I know, so what I, I know the feeling. <laughs> when I started the show, I was like, how do I make this as idiot proof for myself? And I stumbled across this way of doing it. And, you know, I like the way my guests sound a lot better than like on a zoom call. So this right. is the way, you know, this is the, I feel like, you know, the way you sound to me and the way it will sound, you know, when it's released, it sounds like you're sitting right here with me. So, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've listened to some episodes obviously of your, of this podcast and uh, I always thought, yeah, it, it sounds fine for what you're doing. We, and, you know, we use a more elaborate way of doing it uh, because we are putting out the video also, but, uh, but if it wasn't for Cody, our whiz kid at the management office that makes our producer that does all that, there's no way Justin and I could do it. Yeah. I mean, this, this we might could handle, but the other way we're doing it no way, but this is cool. So, but anyway, yeah, yeah well, thanks, Frank, thanks for having me, buddy. You know, before we got on, I text you about, is it audio and video? Uh, because I had a shirt I was going to wear if it was video from, uh, a mutual friend of ours uh, over at Beats Beers Bonfires, and uh, I got oh. a shirt. I got a shirt a while back, like last year, from them, and uh, I thought, well, I wear that during this, so I can put it up. But anyway, all good. We're talking about you guys. We're talking about you. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I I love those guys over there. You know, we've done a lot of stuff. We've been actually able to meet in person because he's not far. He's over in Connecticut, and I'm in Mass, so it's. You know, we've we've been able to right. see each other and, and share some stories. So it's it's been a great uh a great working relationship we have, him and I, and it's been a lot of fun. 
Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, I've been, uh, like I said, I've, I've listened to some episodes uh, lately. I tell you, I don't, I'm, I'm going to do my best, but I don't think uh, anybody can, uh, has stacked up to Vinny. What a great show you had with Vinny a few weeks back. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was it was a cool little thing. You know, it kind of like took me by surprise when some, you know, so his team reached out and was like, hey, he wants to be on your show and talk about his MTV days and, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, sure, like, why, why not? You know, absolutely. <laughs> it's a totally different audience, but why why not well but it's in the same loop with the inside of music too though it's bolts of music and entertainment all wrapped together you know because i got and even about podcasting what we're doing right now there's i've been doing it two years um and he there was things i picked up you know on on the episode you guys had together and thought i didn't even know that thanks man. yeah appreciate it yeah absolutely <laughs> know, and like what he had mentioned there are certain things he talked about and i was like damn i never even thought in a million years to do it that way not in a not yep. you know and the, and you know i've incorporated some of the things he's talked about and done some of the things he talked about and you know it, it has made a difference yep 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 big one is uh you know a, a lot of that little just little stuff that you just know over time and you know all, all the little stuff adds up to big stuff if you do it right you know you just want to get it out there for everybody to connect with as many people as you can and um, spread the love of you know country music and whiskey that's how you know when we first talked I, I saw your a post of something you had put up and I said uh, boots and whiskey podcast I said that looks like I need to check out so I said I sent you a message I said I like boots and I like whiskey so uh, let me know if you ever want to chit chat so I'm glad this finally worked out yeah me too it's it's really cool you know it's and I was telling my wife that you're gonna be on and you know you know she cut your her eyes lit up and she was like you know why, why the hell would he want to talk to you? And it's like, well, well why not? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the, you have to have that mentality. That's what I always say. I've been doing this 19 years now. And uh, a lot of it is just because, you know, I'm glad, they, I'm glad to be there. They're glad to have me there. You know, I'm in the business. I must be doing something right, you know? So it's kind of, uh, you know, who, yeah, feel the same way. It's like, who wouldn't want to talk? I, I know my music. Right. I like music, you know? So, uh, and, and I love these new ways you can talk. Um, in depth about music and stuff in long form and, and other people can join in on the conversation. It really wasn't a, a platform for that until social media and, and, and the podcast revolution. Um, but yeah, I've met all kinds of people like you're in the Boston area, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are. I'm about, I'm right in between Worcester and Providence. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Been there many times, had some great shows over the years up there. Wow. Uh, and then, you know, and, and then you're talking about the uh, Beach Beer and Bonfire. He's over in Connecticut. And then I've got some friends that have a podcast out in Nebraska. Cole and Ben have a podcast called the Outlaw Country Music Podcast. Same thing. I said, I saw something they had posted. I said, Look at these guys end up hanging out with them. Good buddies. We get to chit chat about underground artists and all kinds of fun stuff uh, from their side. And, you know, that's, I'm here in South Alabama. So we're, you know, you, you get to talk to people you wouldn't normally get to uh, because we have this this outlet now, you know. And yeah, I think I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, before I started doing this, like I, I never had any kind of perspective of life outside of New England, really, you know, in, right. in reality and talking yeah. to people like you and others, like from all over the country, you know, it's funny because especially in the last few years, you know, we all we all hear about how different we all are. But like when you have these conversations, you know, you know, that's a bunch of crap and how right. you know, we really are a lot of a lot alike, you know, and it, it's, oh, yeah. it's nice to see that. Yeah, that's the big thing. When people realize that we're all more alike than we are different, then we're all get on the same page, you know, because um, it, it just it is. Well, like you said, I, I'm the same way. You know, I was born in Mississippi and grew up in South Alabama. And, 
went to uh, college at Troy State University, Troy University now, Troy State back then. And uh, uh, that was – and even going down to Troy, which is an hour and a half from my hometown, that was a stretch because I'd never been that far really except for on a trip to Six Flags or to my grandmother's, you know, for the holidays or something. But uh, so I'm the same way. I didn't really have, you know, a little Atlanta, a little southern stuff, but never outside. And um, I remember the first time I went out to California and spent any time, I was working with working for John Party. Uh, this has been probably 12 years ago or so. And um, we were going out there for like two weeks to go hunting near where he grew up. And all I knew from where I'm from was California was rollerblading and bikinis on the beach. You know what I mean? That's all. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I just assumed it all was, you know. So we get out there. No, we're in NorCal, man. We get on 9,000 acres. I mean, it's just uh, – it was just changed my whole perspective. I did, it, Real ranch and real cowboy and, uh, you know, I – and, you know, I, I was listening to an episode. You were talking with someone, uh, I believe it was my buddy Chad Wilson. Uh, yeah, oh, I, love, I love Chad. Chad's a good dude. Yeah, I met him through his brother because his brother actually played guitar for my dear first artist I ever worked for, the late, great Wayne Mills. Uh, so I met Chad or Kyle when he was younger, and that's how I met Chad. But I was listening to that, and you were saying about people of the country scene strong up there. You know, that's another thing, too. I remember the first time ever touring way up north to new york and stuff and i'm thinking do they even like country you know because you just don't know until you yeah. get out and realize no there's 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 billies and, and rural people everywhere you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah there sure is you know and it's really only you know i've said it a million times on the show it's really only within the last 10 years or so where you know the con- country music and the country music scene is really taken over you know the boston area for sure uh, but you know new england in in general you know it's been crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, thinking about that, we, we play, you know, we do shows in the area. We hit, a, you know, a couple in the summer here and there. Um, Boston, trying to think Boston proper, we played there lately. I know back with Party, we played there a few times. We opened for Flats out at the big um, deal out by the stadium. Uh, and then our, one year was very cool. We, um, we played the Hard Rock downtown for St. Patty's Day. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, that was when John my, John might have had his first single out. So we were just getting rocking where we could hold a big room like that. Yeah, we had a good time. Walked those streets, went to the Green Dragon, all the places oh, yeah. you're supposed to, you know, at four in the morning. So good good memories uh, in, in Beantown. But, um, uh, but yeah, but you're right. There, and there's artists that come from these areas. You know, there's artists from all over the country. You never know where someone's, you know, grew up. And you get to talking to them and you're like, yeah, we have, you know, we have woods and Delaware too you know y'all aren't the only guys that ride dirt roads down <laughs> south you know I'm like oh, right. true true right you know like and you know we've had some pretty pretty decent sized country names come you know come out of here too I mean think about it Jody Messina alone oh, you know she's yeah. absolutely huge and she oh yeah from from where I live to where she grew up is a 20 minute ride right you know, it's it's not right yeah yeah, it's uh, and, and and that's a lot of places, you know, you you know, because with Justin, uh, we travel all over the country still, you know, and uh, I've done all fifty states, and you know, it, it's like that everywhere, you know. There's there's a scene everywhere. How, I, I know he had, y'all had mentioned it on there. What is the uh, what's the local scene? Do you have several bars there, or, or smaller venues that have local acts that you can go catch up and comers on? So, from where I am, you know, I'm in I'm in a really interesting spot. So from where the town I live in, I'm about an hour and an hour or so south of the city of Boston. I'm about 20 minutes, 25 minutes south of Worcester and about 20, 25 minutes north of Providence. Now, Worcester has really kind of taken over the country music scene or starting to, you know, we just, they just put in a brand new venue, Nashville style honky tonk there that is 
opened up a venue. They've, you know, they've done a bunch of stuff. They had Jansen come through the Palladium, um, one nice. of their bigger theaters not too long ago. We just, Whiskey Myers just sold out the Palladium back in April. Um, you know, and that's, Whiskey Myers sold out the Palladium without any radio play. Up here, oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. See, they're, they're, yeah, and that's, a, that's, a, that's out, you know, far, because they're huge, you know, obviously in the South and Texas and on, on our scene. Um, but, yeah, to be all the way up there in South, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know we um you know us here at this show we uh there's like a pop up outdoor venue in East Providence that brings through a lot of you know country acts and we've partnered with them to kind of push push that scene as well um, okay. this year so we're trying you know we're trying to get yeah. more and more to come through you know Chris Young just came through a couple of weeks ago we have. Oh God, who else is coming? We have Chris Lane's coming through, Kip Morris coming through, um, you know, Jake Owens coming through. So we've we've got some names coming yeah. through. Oh yeah, that's solid. That's great. a solid yeah, that's a solid concert, summer concert series right. lineup right there as far as country music, no doubt. And you know, yeah, obvi- obviously Boston gets you know, the really big guns and then there's right. a there's a country bar right outside of Gillette Stadium with a Patriots play called Six String. They get some they get some people that come through. Michael Ray came through in March, you know, so, so it's another, yeah. you know, there's, there's some names, you know, and people, people are coming. And obviously, you know, where I actually saw you guys for the first time ever last summer at Indian Ranch in Webster. Oh yeah. Uh, Great you know, little venue. Yeah. It's such a cool spot. You know, it, it was funny because that's right, right when I saw you guys then right when this show started really kind of coming together. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I mean, I still really don't. And, um, you know, you you and I crossed paths probably seven or eight times. And, you know, I recognized you, but I wasn't at the point where I could be like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Would love to chat. You know, oh, I mean? man. I w- oh, yeah, I got you. I wish you would have. I wish you would have, though. But that's cool. Yeah, I get it. I mean, hi- I- hi- hindsight being 2020, I wish right. I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I had my buddy uh, Paul Rogers was there uh, business for the day. Uh, his first time getting out and about in a while. He came and visited that day, so I'm sure I was running around checking on him. We had a that was a good time, man. What a cool little setup where I grew up. Uh, like the uh, Wilson brothers, I grew up on Lake Martin in Alabama as well, but I grew up on the south side of the lake. Um, that's what that little area reminded me of. We had a we have a place called Kalaja. I grew up four or five miles from Kalaja, as the famous Hank Williams song goes, and the Wooden Indians still there. The whole deal. Um, but they have a they have it to where we can have shows on the water. We I've been there before. We opened for Alan Jackson, and we've had stuff like that when he brings his old boats out for the boat show on the lake. Uh, but it kind of reminded me of that, you know, just a real nice laid back atmosphere, but a but a pretty lake, you know. Uh, uh, and then the only thing for us was that's an early show, two o'clock. Yeah. I don't know. Why, we, I, don't know I need to talk to the promoter see why we don't. I don't. I'm sure there's a reason, but man, those two o'clocks are tough if you're coming from. Uh, a normal show the night before for us i mean you know i'm sure you know i think it's one of those things where you know they have some night shows but i think one you know there's a neighborhood not too far from there and two i think it's just the history of the the venue yeah you know that's just how they yeah that's just how they've always done it and it's even when you're coming from the backstage area to the stage it's one of the only ones i can think of anywhere where it's basically like you're going to a wrestling match or something. There's, you know, you're going through this, you're going down the aisle. There's people on both sides, you know, it's got, George Strait does a short version of that, but this is basically going all the way out of the dressing room, down the stairs, the whole thing. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's cool though. I mean, they line up. It was awesome. We had a blast. 
Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that was even my first. I've lived in this area my whole life, and that might have even been the first time I had ever been there, too. Wow. You know, uh, Jamie Johnson, who's an old buddy of mine, he's an Alabama guy, one of my dear friends. Um, he had played there a couple of months before, or not too long before we had played there. Uh, and there's some great YouTube video of that out there as well. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because, you know, uh, I love Jamie. He's such a rebel outlaw forever. Uh, he, I was talking to him. They were like, yeah, we had your buddy Jamie here and this and that. And said, yeah, it was funny. Uh, only thing was, some, uh, he didn't play in color. I was like, really? He's like, he didn't play in color. I was like, how Jamie of Jamie goes, plays the show, doesn't play his Grammy hit, you know, just I'm going I'm to I'm play some Hank Cochran, you know. I love it. Yeah. Hey, but, you know, I mean, how many times could you, you know, I mean, it's always that thing. And, you know, uh, all artists have to go through it at a certain point. You know, it's like, well, where do you have to sing the ones you know they're coming to hear? Or where do you get to play the ones for the diehards who've already heard those and been to a bunch of shows and want to hear some obscure cuts? Yeah. You know, and it's, if you're doing one night stands, you know, like uh, I, I went and saw a night of Jason Isbell a couple of years ago when he does his week long residency there at the Ryman. Uh, I, I got to pop in one night and that night he randomly played a song. I just knew he wasn't going to play it because it was off the truckers record. And I just thought, but he had to, he got to play seven nights in a row. So he got to throw some deep cuts in each night and this and that. So uh, there's always that thing, you know, how do you play the 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 B sides and you know because even at Justice shows every night people scream songs out. I'm thinking that was on like the second record it ever was a single, but I mean I get it. I would want to hear you know when I go, I'm the same way. But there's a balance the artists have to have. Where do you uh, where do you play what you want to play and what you think yeah. you need to hear, and then the ones that you know the casual fans, the one they heard on the radio, and they want they want to hear that one, you know. So yeah, you know uh, it's. It's funny because I was thinking about that today when, when I was, you know, thinking about some of the things we could talk about. And, um, you know, my a big reason why I love country music, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, but, you know, Justin was one of the first um, artists that I had heard a song from and was like, oh, this is a great song. You know, it didn't, you know, I famously talk about how much I hated country music for the longest time and, and mm -hmm. all that, but, you know, just some of Justin's songs I had heard and I was like, this, this sounds like the country music that, you know, was forced upon me at the time, you know, as a right. kid that, you know, and it brings that sound back. And I think for me, that's, that's why I love Justin. And, you know, I've always played him and my 12, my 12 year old said to me yesterday and I was like, Hey, you know, um, Justin's tour manager is going to be on the show tomorrow. And he's like, you know, dad, Justin is the reason why I love country music. And it was like, damn, oh, you know, yeah. it kind of like came full circle for me. Yeah. It's the oh. generational thing. And that's, and that's because I mean, the stuff I like is what I heard on dad's radio when I was seven, you know, that's the right. stuff. I still go back to Willie and Waylon and Randy Travis. And I mean, that's just, that's, that hits me. And then as you get older, you experiment, you go farther back and you like, and then there's new stuff that comes up, but that it just, it does something to you. And I like all forms of music. I mean, I, I always have, uh, I've always just liked everything. I didn't come from a musical family or anything. I just always liked all types of music. I had a lot of different types of friends, like into different stuff. Um, but country, man, those, you know, especially the older you get, I'm in my forties now, all those songs, I mean, they just, they're storytelling songs. And so it's a lot of Southern rock and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff that, 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 that makes sense to me. But then some of the stuff when I was a teenager, I was rocking out to, I'm thinking now it's like, that didn't have nothing to do with me. Why did I say, you know, you yeah. know, I have no perspective on that, but, uh, but country music, it, it'll, it'll carry you from a child on to 
onto the later years with the with the messages and the you know the storytelling and the you know and like you said about Justin's song and that's really what got me I think as much as anything on country I love the sound of other music um, but the stories in country music always you know you could visualize what was going on if it was a good song sung the right way and um, you know he he does that with it. he and his writers that he writes his stuff with they're all I, I, I like all of them individually as in a unit. And uh, and there's a lot of it out there, you know. Country music gets a bad rap because of what they say, you know, the pop country and the bro country or the whatever yeah, country yeah. and this and that. There's all kinds of stuff on every channel. I mean, name me five hardcore rock bands that are as good as the Stones on the rock channel right now. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. it's, it's yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. uh, it is what it is, and you know. And I, I want everybody to be successful. You know, it's it's all it's not a competition. It's I want all my friends to have jobs and get to go work, and I want everybody to go hear some something that makes them feel good. So yeah. I'm happy for everybody that goes out there and makes it. Um, it's not a t- it's a tough road. You know, people think you get lucky and fall into it. I kind of did, but um, it wasn't. You know, it was like you know. 10 year overnight success stuff is, is, is music, wheels on music road turn mighty slow. Um, yeah. It's a long, it's a long grind for a lot of these people to finally get to where they, where they get success and get out there. And, and sometimes they never do, but uh, in the mainstream, but that doesn't mean they didn't find success along the way. You know, it's like being a ball player. I mean, if you end up playing triple a, you're still a pretty damn good ball player. You know, if you provide, oh, for your fam- provide for your family, pass it on down, you know, that kind of stuff. So um <clears throat> It's just uh, that, that's just country music, and country music has songs about each one of those topics. You know, it's just the it's just great storytelling. Yeah. So, how did you get into all this? Now that you mention it, like, I, you know, at what point in your life were you like, you know, what, I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get into to what I'm doing? Man, it was uh, it was all by fluke. Uh, absolutely, I was in college uh, because you're supposed to go to college. Uh, and my grand and, and my grades were good enough. They weren't great coming out of high school. I was never a good student, really. Uh, just for lack of uh, effort, if you want to be honest, I'd always I'd always said I put more work in getting out of doing work than if I would have just done the work. Uh, but uh, school at Troy, uh, hour and a half from the house, you know. Uh, Hey, everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Hey, we're back. Sorry about that. No, I don't know. It might be my end too, man. I have spotty internet out here and uh, and phone service down here where I live. Yeah, um, but, I mean, which, that's, which is that's... like we were talking earlier about the the uh, advances on all this. That it'd be really clean when we had if you have good internet. If you don't have yeah. good internet, it, this stuff's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. But you know what? That's the beauty of this. I can. I'll just edit and blend it in, and you know, everybody will be like, "Well, what the hell are you talking about?" Gotcha. Um, did, so did you get? You got, did it record where, because I do it on our podcast. We always tell our guests, me and Justin, know if you're going somewhere, just keep going, even if you get cut off from the other person, because we can record it at least. Yeah, um, I'm not, so I'm not sure how much of it got, because there's been times where that, that has happened, and I can, you know, on the recording end, it'll pick up, but sometimes it doesn't. So right, if you okay. want to just tell yeah. tell your story again about how you got started, that's we'll just we'll just go from there. Where where did you lose me? Um, that you went to college, and that was that was the last. I got gotcha, gotcha. 
Yeah. Well, like I was saying, yeah, I kind of fell into it. You know, it was, uh, it was kind of random. You know, I, I had graduated high school and was going to, going to go to college. I thought that was the thing you're supposed to do. My parents really wanted me to, you know, neither one of them had went for very long and wanted one of us to go and finish. So I, I was going to go try. <laughs> and I went down to Troy State University, uh, which is, is Troy State, then it's Troy University now in South Alabama, about two hour and a half, two hours from where I grew up. And uh, really didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I, I didn't have a, you know, my dad was a framer, a construction worker. My mom worked at a cotton gin at a dispatch. And, you know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, neither one of those were like family businesses or anything. So I, uh, I, you know, I changed majors a few times, this and that, but I was the social chairman for our fraternity, you know, shout out Phi Kappa Phi Gamma Gamma. Uh, and that was where I had learned a lot more about music. That was like my first musical lesson um, in life outside of just what I picked up on my own was going there and meeting these people from all over the country um, and getting turned on the music that they grew up listening to. You know, I met guys down in Florida and they, they would turn me on to all this deep cut Skinnerd songs that I didn't really know about yet. And, uh, you know, I had friends from out in Texas that would turn me on to, um, you know, Jerry Jeff Walker and Doug Sham and, you know, Commander Cody and that kind of stuff. And um, so I learned a lot about music doing that. And during the same time, you know, I started booking the bands for our fraternity parties. We had a lot of parties back then. It was old school animal house style when I was in school, big old house, you know, the whole thing, band parties every weekend. Uh, so I started doing that, also working in the local bar scene and, uh, you know, ended up, uh, a friend of mine who I was working with at one of the bars, he had a friend who was a guitar player uh, in a band that was coming through town, and we ended up at an after party with them. Uh, and then I ended up meeting uh, the guy I would end up working for. Uh, they were a, a big regional act, and Wayne's uh, absolutely a, a treasure to country music. Um, uh, he was from North Alabama. His name was Wayne Mills, and he was the first act I'd ever met, first uh, country music singer-songwriter. He's a big guy. He was uh, like... Hank Jr. and Charlie Daniels type guy, but young and played football for Bama and he was regionally and already knew about his music because I got one of his CDs from somebody and somebody was playing it in a CD changer or something at a party. So uh, so we hung out that, that night some and uh, by the end of it, he goes, you know, you're pretty sharp on your feet late at night. You ought to be in the music business. And I said, uh, you know, I'm from Eclectic, Alabama. I might as well be an astronaut. I mean, how do you get in the music business? You know, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, you're the only person I know in the music business, Wayne, and I met you an hour ago. <laughs> uh, so he was like, uh, you know, come up to Tuscaloosa. I got a show Tuesday in Tuscaloosa. So you can come up there. You can meet my road manager, meet my crew. And, uh, you know, you can help us sell t-shirts or something, see if you like it. You know, I was like, cool. So I thought about it and I said, yeah, why not? You know, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm a you know, couple of semesters away from maybe graduating, maybe not, uh, you know, and was, and it was really, you know, and loved doing the, the whole booking of the bands and the bar scene and all that. And I thought this is a good opportunity, you know, at least nothing else to go out and see, go out and see how it's done, you know, just go watch a little, if nothing else, you know, I was going to sign up for life. Uh, but uh, yeah, went up there on a Tuesday, met his uh, road manager and band. They had did an acoustic show uh, at Harry's bar in Tuscaloosa, uh, which is where he cut a few live records that I already heard. You know, it was a packed house. We had a good time. We partied all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it went good. And he's like, you know, come on the road. We'll, we'll make a spot for you, this and that. And uh, if you want to, you know, this kind of thing. And um I quit school about a week or two later and, uh, you know, then that turned into, uh, once Wayne and I kind of busted up there at some point, um, uh, I put together an outfit called Southern Hauler, uh, and that turned into, uh, John Party's showcase band, backing band, uh, John hired all of us. And then that turned into me working for Justin Moore and that turned into me being on the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jimbo today. So, uh, <laughs> 
that that's it in a nutshell. But it was, yeah, like I said, it was random. But, uh, you know, I, I remember my dad and granddad both always saying, find something you half-ass enjoy doing and then try to make a living at it. Don't do something you're miserable at, you know. Uh, you know, so uh, when I thought, you know, I, it took a long time forever, you know, uh, it was it was enough to, to not have second and third jobs. But uh, but I always knew, I said, you know, if there's a, I, I knew early on, you know, not wanting to be the player or the singer. I said, there's somebody, you know, there's all these agents and managers. Because at that time, I'd already knew all the booking agents from all the regional uh, booking agencies that booked all the college bands. And I knew some people in Nashville and the, all the bars in the Southeastern circuit. So I knew, I was like, man, there's a lot of people that do stuff in music and all these acts have help. I'm like, you know, I just got to be helpful. So I found a way to be helpful and available. Uh, you know, missed a lot of, you know, it's like, like Dewey Cox, you gonna miss some birthdays. Hell, you gonna miss some births. Uh, you know, you, we're busy and we got shows to do. You just got to go. But, uh, you know, I just kind of fell into it, stayed in it. And 19 years later, here we are talking about it. Oh, that's, that's incredible. That's really, that's, that's quite a thing, you know, because I've always wanted to do, you know, something in music. You know, I played, I played drums in high school. I was never really good at it. Um, you know, I had, in college, I had followed around a, a band, you know, for probably, you know, a good five or six years, pretty religiously. And, um, you know, I, I just fell in love with this lifestyle. And then, you know, mm -hmm. I started having kids and got a job and blah, 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 and got married. And I was like, you know, I need, I need some sort of music um, entertainment, I guess you could say, back in my life. Right. And, you know, COVID was kind of coming to an end and I was finding independent country artists that I was really liking and, you know, a lot of country music that I was liking a lot better through Spotify playlists than was on the, you know, the actual radio. And I was, right. I was talking to my wife about it and she was like, I don't, you know, with all the love in her heart, she was like, I really don't care, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, maybe I'll see if somebody does care and, you know, put it out there to see if people wanted to talk about themselves and tell their story and, you know, really for the last almost year and a half now, or, you know, at the end of this year, for the last year and a half, we've been, you know, busy every week for yeah all that time. So it's, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Talking about the playlist, you know, that's kind of, I mentioned in college where I got my lessons in, in music, my first ones, you know, uh, Wayne, Wayne taught me about John Prine and all that stuff. Uh, the, the songwriter aspect more when I got with the artist actually, but the music, just the, the music, but uh, when I was in college, they just started all that Napster stuff. I'm 40, yeah. bit to be 43. So I went to start college in 1998. And all that stuff had just started ramping up about then. And there was one called Kazaa. I think that's yeah, how yeah. you pronounce it. And, uh, man, I, my brother had a computer. You know, I, I was a terrible student. Um, so I didn't I, I used to, whoever's computer was in the hallway of our house. Um, I would sit up all night and drink and party while I was terrible. My, my mother, well, I hope she listens to it. And, knows I made it, but uh, I'd sit up all night and drink and just listen to that, listen to that Kazaa thing because I was already kind of dabbling. This is right. Like the time I met Wayne and we had met a few people on the road schedule wasn't like it is now, you know, and it was more regional. So it wasn't like, the, you know, I was home, you know, a good bit, but um, we would go meet these people and I would, go, you know, we'd meet, say we'd meet Jason Boland. I meet Jason Boland for the first time in the stragglers from out in Texas. We go play a show with him somewhere and I meet Kevin Fowler and Corey Morrow and, uh, you know, some of the Pat Green for the first time, these kind of people. So I go on Kazaa and I'm like, man, I really like that one Bowling song, or I like all their stuff. But I'm like, that one was cool. Let me find it. And on there, it would have that song, but it would have 20 versions of it. Anytime somebody recorded it live or any kind of alternative take, it was on there. 
So I would listen to all these cool, and then that would tell you a similar artists. So then you start, you know, you stay up all, you got you got enough time, you can go through similar artists, figure out, oh, that's cool too. Then you learn about new artists. Then you go to influences. So then I go back and take a history lesson. Then the next thing I know, it's 6 a.m. I'm listening to Bob Wills. And, uh, you know, it all started with, uh, I heard about this guy. I like the song by Jason Bowling, but that was it. Same thing with these, I say all that to some playlist are. If you like one or two songs, you end up on the playlist, you can get turned on to new new stuff throughout the playlist. It's awesome. Same with going to a live show. You might not know who the opening act is, but it might end up five years from now being your absolute favorite band. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, like the, um, the perfect example is when I saw you guys last year, you know, Nate Barnes opened. I had never heard of Nate Barnes and he played and he played quite a while for an opener. And I was like, damn, this, this guy, this kid's great. And, you know, went, went home, got onto Spotify, listened to everything he had. And it was like, Wow. Wow. Yep. You know, I, I discovered somebody, somebody I would have never have stumbled across. Yep. And I, and you know, I, I pay attention because of social media and me having to keep, uh, I used to not. And since Justin, I started the Justin Moore podcast, I keep up with that end of the thing for us because he doesn't get on social media. Um, so I see, you know, and I, and I, I live down here in South Alabama. So we have the Floribama world-class five-star honky-tonk right here on the beach that has entertainment all the time, national acts regional acts, singer-songwriter pipeline down from out from Nashville. So I kind of keep my eye and ear out and know a lot of the young artists and what's going on as much as I can not living in Nashville. I lived there for a long time, but I don't. I moved away from Nashville about six years ago now. So, um, but I know, but even then, sometimes there's some that slip through the cracks. I don't know how I didn't hear about them. A prime yeah. example, uh, two weeks ago, we're playing out and Jake Worthington is our opening act. I'm like, where do I know that name? Well, he was the 17-year-old kid on The Voice one year that came in second and was a big fan of Justin's, I remember, because Blake had called and uh, put him on the phone with Justin. Then Justin went out there and did the season finale. Uh, well, fast forward, now he's 26, and he and his band were absolutely fantastic. I am a, I, He made a new fan overnight. I, we watched both of his sets both nights, you know, and, and I was like, how, did I, how do I not know about this? And uh, couldn't have been a cooler cat. Uh, but there, so I say all that to say I'm in the scene and they, and sometimes I miss one and, and thank goodness live music, something, the promoter or whoever put that together. So it worked and now he's got a, a whole new fan base and, and, and I hope that goes at most shows. That's how it, that's how we want it to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, like you, you know, I look at the, you know, the up and comers and the independents all day long and, you know, there's, I'll stumble across somebody and it's like, damn, they must be brand new. And then I look at their Instagram or their Spotify and it's like, Oh, they have all these songs. It's like, damn, like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a, I mean, and there's, and you know, I lucky where I'm from, you know, I I get a bunch of them that I know from that are from here and then they come through here at some point uh, to play at the floor of Bama or some of these places around here, you know, like I'm, you know, I met Riley green, you know, uh, when he first started a mutual friend that was working with him and um, you know, he was just playing on the beach, the floor of Bama, like anybody else. And uh, we know how that, we know how that's working out. And uh, you know, when I first started back during the pandemic at the floor of Bama, the, the first three acts I, I helped uh, that day when I was, was on, on property was uh, Ella Langley and Joy Beth Taylor, two phenomenal singer songwriters from Nashville, mm-hmm. from Alabama via Nashville now. <clears throat> and then um, Trey Lewis, uh, you know, a couple months before uh, Dick Down in Dallas became a viral hit. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I'm like, man, we have, you know, and I kind of had, I wasn't that I was out of the scene, but I had lived in Louisiana for a few years and wasn't involved in any kind of scene except for, except for the road. 
Um, so getting back and getting into that and then and just being around, then, you know, like people say about new artists, you know, and I almost hate saying some of these are because I've been fans for so long, but like the Muscadine Bloodlines and Adam yeah. Woods and those type people. And, you know, I'm like, I've been listening to these guys for feels like a decade, but uh, but that's just the, you know, it's hard to say new, but because they've been around because you, you just how do you not know about it it's just some some and you want everybody you think everybody should you're like how do you not know about this I mean, right you, yeah you should you're going to want to trust me you're going to want to know about this so listen write it yeah. down yeah you know it, it's funny because you know you, you talk about trey and you know i've been trying to get trey on this show for a while and matt and i um have been talking about it and trying you know trying to get trey to you know sit sit still for an, an hour it's uh, it's tough yeah, you know him and you know we had a whole thing planned and you know he was all scheduled and ready to go and then it was right around the time where they were about to hit the road with Kid Rock so he was doing you know he was getting that together and I you know I get it you know what I mean it, it's right. the business right um, right but you know Matt and I have been kind of chatting and hopefully we'll be doing something they're they're swinging through through here in the next couple of weeks so hopefully. Hopefully we can we can do something while he's here. But you know, I I think Trey is is doing great. You know, I think his oh yeah, you know his songs are definitely uh, not safe for country radio. <laughs> but, uh, no, well, but you know, but, but a lot of a lot of that Robert Earl Keen and a lot of those Texas guys that had big hits that I'm that we Jerry Jeff Walkers they're still anthems that uh, that yeah. didn't need it that didn't need it. You know, you don't necessarily need radio to have a hit for sure. That's right, and you know I think especially you know like we were talking about with spotify and those playlists like you don't really need mm -hmm. to you don't you know yeah, it's, it. a, it's weird times we're living in you know because it was always kind of the same for for in since the inception of being able to listen to music it was records uh, or radio play even you know limited early on and then that built and built and built to you know as big as it i mean the, that was it i mean everybody had radio you know radio was it before there was another option before satellite radio there was no other option so radio was huge and then buying vinyl or tapes or cds um and then now all that scrambled up you know i mean yeah. we, we don't even make tapes and cds and, and now but they do make vinyl you know and yeah it's just uh it's just uh and, and the radio's still around but they got these other million forms like what's gonna you know who knows well it's, it's interesting times for sure uh but yeah. i'm glad there's more stuff I, I think there needs to i think there should be i think there should be more radio stations in general i think you should have a station for multiple genres uh and that way you could just kind of like they do on satellite you just skip up if you want, if you've got the one song's on it's not your jam we'll go back to the you know, if you're listening to, you know, alt country, we'll skip up to bluegrass for a minute or, or go over to the R&B station for a minute or go to the news station for a minute, but then go back to, but you know where your country channel is, you know where your Americana channel is, you know where your rock, classic rock, you know, those type things. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. If, I don't even know if anybody gets in their car and turns the radio on. I do, but <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm in the same thing. I plug mine in and I listen to podcasts or NPR most of the time when I'm riding around these days. Yeah, you know it, it's funny because you know I've I've made some really good friends in the con, uh, country radio world around here doing doing this, and you know I tell them all the time I'm like I'm not gonna lie to you I don't really listen you know I'm look I'm looking for things that I don't already know you know exactly it's not it's not, it's not to say I don't put on the radio but it's not the first thing that's that's playing right. 
Yep, I'm in the same boat. It's because um, it, usually I've got something that I'm already wanting to hear, like some up and coming artist that I'm just. I mean, because I think it what was it 2020, maybe the pandemic year or 2021 is when I first found out about Charlie Crockett. And I promise you, I didn't listen to nothing but Charlie Crockett for about eight months, you know. And I, yeah. I just, not that I didn't want to listen to the radio, it was just like, that's what I was listening. That's in my head, that's what I needed. Because I always say that, you know, music to me is just the soundtrack to your life, you know. Absolutely. You know, there's certain times you need certain stuff to make it flow better. It just helps the flow. It's like a movie scene, you know, the little bit of music helps the movie scene, you know. Yeah. I, I used to like a little heavier types of music for certain stuff but you know i don't listen to much heavy rock anymore i listen to classic but i don't you know I, they're, same with hip-hop and stuff there's times when i want to go back to that era but just certain you know this is just the sound and it may change tomorrow maybe a different scene tomorrow that i need some different music for yeah you know uh you know i, I mean just thought as soon as i said that i just thought about it, it was about a week ago i woke up one morning early on the bus and actually played some heavy heavy drive-by truckers rock and roll music so i guess i, I guess i'm lying but you get my point anyway <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, that but that's what that morning required justin was gone i wanted to get up get heavy get going get on my computer get some advancing done get some hotels booked you know and that yeah that's that's what the scene required you know now now let me ask you this because i'm i'm curious when you know, you, you talk about discovering music and whatnot. Now, when, when Justin, or even when, when you were coming up with John and doing that kind of thing, when guys like that have are working on something, will, will Justin say to you, hey, JR, take a listen to this. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, oh, buddies, buddies from all over the spectrum of music send and pass around. And Oh, yeah. You'll get stuff. Hey, I just, I just recorded this. Uh, what you, you know, what do you, I had a, I mean, and I get that, and I'm blessed too that I get it from some of these, some of my local buddies down here that are really good. I, my buddy Caleb King over in Georgia sent me some stuff the other day. I'm just like, son, how do you write all this stuff? Um, but yeah, but that, but they do, yeah. And Justin, his buddies, you know, I've, luckily I've been privy to some cool songwriting sessions with them. You know, we I've, we've had legends out on the road because Justin doesn't do the standard, you know, go to the studio for four hours on a Tuesday morning kind of thing in Nashville. He doesn't even he doesn't even live in Nashville. Um, so what we do is he'll either take his buddies to the beach, his beach house in Destin, a couple hours from where I live, and they'll just go party for a week and write, uh, or he'll bring a couple out on the bus with us. So on that, you know, we've had out David Lee Murphy come on the bus with us for a week. We've had Dean Dillon come on the bus with us for a week. My God. So, you know, getting to hear, you know, just seeing all that and hearing some of how that works with some of those guys. Um, cause Justin's my buddy. I mean, he's a superstar, but you know, I, it's like my brother too. So sometimes I get lost and almost forget that he is a star, not just my buddy, but you know, all these other guys that I'm not around on a day to day basis. It's like, Holy crap. That's David Lee. That's Dustin the bottle. That's Dustin the bottle himself right there. Yeah. You know, no, and no, does that, he's asking me, he's asking me to pass the ketchup, you know? Yeah. Now, does that make your job easier that you and Justin have that sort of relationship? There's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But right now, fear not, we have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 Rivers Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food. 
in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that Southern hospitality, that Southern fare. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with him. Check him out again, theporchsouthern.com. Or does it make it muddy at times? No, it absolutely is better, 100%. Yeah. No, we're good. And if it, Well, if, either, if he was a turd, it'd be tough. You know, I don't know, how, <laughs> I don't know what he thinks about me, but he's in it. I, he's the best. So, uh, no, it, no, no troubles there. Um, you know, just normal – brother stuff a little bit sometime rib each other on this or that but no we're we're good at knock on wood me and him never gotten to too to too many heated altercations usually one of us will just decide to shut it down <laughs> try again another time uh but uh but yeah so i would say for sure i don't know what he probably thinks about it, but for me definitely easier that we're that we're close but not to say that it wouldn't be uh you know, you couldn't work for somebody that you weren't if it was just work. But um, yeah, you know, that's just kind of the way I came up to. You know, I, I I never wanted to be one of those that worked for a lot of different people. I thought when I started with Wayne, I thought that was it. You know, I thought this is Charlie Daniels 2.0. We're going to do Southern rock, country music, and you know, this is happening. And uh, it was, and it did. Um, but I, you know, I had to go through a couple other acts, but uh, and and all those successful in their own right. But it wasn't that I, I just decided to gig hop for money or, you know, a little better stature or quicker this or that, you know, I, I kind of, I tell people now there's only, you know, a couple of handful of artists that I could even go out and do what I do really. Cause I'm, I'm just kind of a, you know, I'm kind of old school and kind of got my own little reputation as that kind of tour manager for those type acts. And uh, there's enough of them around that I figure I'll stay busy for a while. But, uh, but yeah, Justin's my buddy and I could, couldn't – I don't really want to do it with him, but I tell him all the time, just, just, just stick it out for a while. Let you be the last one because when this, when this dirt, when this, when that bus finally goes home for that last time, you know, and it will one day, but uh, let's just do it together. So, hopefully hopefully I won't ever have to work for nobody else. Now, when you when you when when your time with John Party was up, did Justin seek you out or did you seek him out or was it like a right place, right time kind of situation? Uh, right place, right time. Same yeah. as Wayne. We were just partying. And uh, John was actually, and John's still my brother. That's my buddy. Ain't no, there's no beef there at all. That's my buddy. Terry, his guitar player. Um, that's my best friend. I was the best man his wedding. Uh, oh, nice. Lee, yeah, Lee Francis. That's my brother. You know, uh, he was our original bass player. You know, Southern Holler and stuff. So I mean, we're, we're still bros. We just, uh, it was just a timing thing, really, and it was really for best for everybody. At the time, John had got a little heat because he had some albums going on charts now. Finally, because uh, you know, it took John a little while to get started. But I yeah. never, but I never flinched with him either. When I was with John, I thought that was going to be my last act too, uh, because I knew from the first uh, rehearsal in our drummer's basement uh, that this guy had it. I remember telling my friends, I said, "This guy'll be Alan Jackson one day if he doesn't, if something don't happen or bad, you know." Because hell, I know a lot of very talented, very good people that for whatever reason sometimes it just don't work out. It's a tragedy. But uh, if it's kind of like with athletes, you can be the best one, but that first play you hurt yourself career-ending injury I mean, what do you do that's just it happens so uh so I knew John was gonna make it and uh he at the but at the point when, when we transitioned he was uh he had some heat and we we needed a production manager and that's one area I don't do well at I'm not a, I don't come from the production side I come from more of the management side so making sure sound and PA and all those requirements were up to par when he had a song out on the radio really needed to be top notch and uh, at the time we were just sussing out local help or when we were out with Justin we'd tip out his team to help us out so a lot of baby acts do because um, you know because it's expensive to carry your own production and a team to do it you know uh, yeah, yeah. just coming up and making 
you know, a couple hundred bucks a night or whatever. Uh, so uh, at the time, we had a buddy that I knew could do the TMJ production manager job, Colin. And then John was going hunting for like a month, going to like, I don't know, South Africa or something with dad. They were going hunting. I, I was like, well, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for a month. I mean, because, you know, I, you know, I, I need some shows to go do. And Justin said, you know, uh, won't you come out with us? John's going to do that. Come out and work for us. We'll find something for you to do. So that turned into one thing, another. College, Colin worked out, and uh, I stayed on with Justin. Still all good. But it was kind of, uh, like I said, right place, right time. We just BSing, and there was never no static or nothing. That's awesome. That that's and, really cool. And then now, our when I got hired with Justin, our stage manager at the time is now John's stage manager. So sometimes things work that way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now when you guys decided or who decided to do the podcast, was it Justin? Was it you? Was it his management team? No, it was he and I. We had talked about it because I he listened to Howard Stern, and I'm a Rogan guy. And yeah, wrestling, me too, man. I, I oh, was Rogan. Yeah. I was Rogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, the Unleashed, and then the Jim Ross Report were my first three that I can think of. Um, and so I started really liking the podcast thing. Then I started listening to Joey Diaz, and I started listening to Theo and some of those guys and different ones, and uh, the wrestling guys. And uh, and he really liked Stern, and he he got hip to some other stuff too. So we, we always talked about, man, it, and he did some stuff with Stern. And, and we I'll tell you the one that did it was probably when we went and did uh, – Justin went and did – I say we – but Justin went and did uh, the uh, Walking the Floor podcast with Chris Shiflett, who's the guitar player for the Foo Fighters. Okay, uh, yeah. we, we, we were in California, and we went to his studio and did that. It was just uh, – he's a big country music enthusiast, historian like myself, and um, he wanted to have Justin on. And he had a couple of our buddies on already, and we're like, yeah, let's do it. We're already over here. I mean, it's, you know, it's guitar player for the Foo Fighters. I'm sure it's up to par. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> sure it's not – I'm sure it's not some low – you know, you know, I'm sure it's not – uh, something wasting your time over here uh, came through our publicist, you know, kind of deal. And then um, after we did that, Chris was so cool. After we did that, we were like, man, we could do that. We're like, yeah, we could just get our buddies and do what he did because it's just basically BSing, yeah, for an hour and then play a song at the end or something. You know, it's like, man, we we should do that. And so then every time we would run into someone that we thought would be a good guest, we'd say, man, if we had a podcast, you know, we could ask them to be a guest. Or when we get a podcast, we'll get them to be a guest. So, uh, pandemic, when it shut down, we, we just talked about it. And he, I think it was actually him. He said, man, you know, about, time might be about right. Just kick that podcast off. And I said, don't you wait on me. So, that's the, the journey began. And uh, still not still don't think I'm very good at it or definitely not uh, much uh, any better at being inclined on all these computers and recording stuff. But we limped through it. And we're, you know, we're almost pushing 100 episodes. And um, got some good response. Had some great guests. Talked to some people I never thought I'd get to. And uh, and still rocking. We've been on a little hiatus this summer because he's been on break down there with the kids. And they had a long ball season. And, you know, we're just trying to get back adjusted to our normal schedule since post-pandemic touring schedule. But uh, but we've got some fun stuff lined up. We've got some new sponsors coming on. Uh, you know, it's, it's just been fun. It's been good. It gave us an outlet and uh, still does, you know. That's awesome. You know, because – that's kind of what it turned. That's what it was for me. You know, it was just an outlet. You know, it yep. wasn't. It wasn't supposed to. You know, like you guys. You know, I'm. By the end of the year, I think we'll be at episode 100. And you know, they always say, you know, once you hit 100 episodes, you're an official podcaster. You know, right. it's, Um, it's it's daunting. You know, in a yep. way. You know, where oh, it's yeah. like, 
you know, my wife and I talk about it all the time, you know, because there's been things that have come and gone and I've had to do, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, I don't have any sponsors that pay me to do this. So it's all out of the, you know, <laughs> out of right. the, well, the you greatness know, of my heart. But yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, I mean, we've got great sponsors, but we don't make, we don't, you know, it's, this is, this is, we just try to get everything comp or get everything paid for, you know, so we don't go out of the hole. Cause at first, you know, getting upstart the way we started, cause we wanted to come out really clean and nice. All these cameras and microphones, we, Justin put up some money to get us going. So we've recouped, yeah. uh, but same thing, but it's not about that. It's just, you know, for us, it's just about, you know, try not to go too far, but, uh, uh, but we do it. We decided to do it instead of getting with a big, you know, one of the big, companies that does that and just try it ourselves you know we didn't you know i don't say anything we worked with some people and had suggestions from outside people about how to do this and do that we're like man we don't that's we're not trying to turn it into a show it's just us bsing it's just gonna be this it's not there's no it's gonna be loosely structured around what we've been doing you know what i mean yeah um and didn't want any of that so uh, i'm not saying we wouldn't but um so it was all on us as well we didn't get with the big company to help it was basically justin myself and cody uh figuring it out and uh um you know it's besides the technical hurdles everything else is good it's a lot easier to get our guests lined up like you were saying travel schedules it's a lot easier to get our guests on the hook when uh when no one was traveling now that everybody's back yeah. on the road that's become a little a little tougher now that we're back on the road, but uh, it's still fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's one of those things like you were saying, like for me, you know, I've been, you know, Live Nation, Ticketmaster, whomever, you know, has invited me to shows to cover and all that stuff. You know, I've gotten yep. bottles of whiskey. So, you know, I say to my wife, like, yeah, I may not be getting, you know, we might not see it in the, the account every week or whatever, but, right. you know, you think about the shows that I've been able to go to and cover and the whiskey that has been sent, you know. Absolutely. Like, you know, that's, that's easily thousands of dollars in and of itself. Absolutely. Well, you know, and same here, you know, and for us, we look at it that way too. It gives, Justin doesn't do social media. So this is his outlet to talk to his fans, interact, uh, you know, take questions, whatever, how we want to do that uh, without having a social media and, and we do it long form. So it's not like you get a 10 second TikTok or whatever joke. We get on there and talk for an hour and, you know, you right. can send a question, you can send a question in and I'm going to ask it to him, you know, uh, so for him, it's that, and you know that should turn into keeping our fans engaged, more people, you know, coming on to shows and and you know buying merchandise and tickets and all that fun stuff and music when it comes out. Uh, and then for me, same thing. Uh, you know, I got nice gear now. I got all kinds. I'm just looking at my desk as you said that, and I'm gonna get you hooked up with some of these guys too. I know you know some of them. I'm looking at this big bottle of honey here. I get from one of my sponsor buddies up in North Alabama. Big free thing of honey and some lip balm from wonderful Estaboga Bee Company. Uh, I'm looking at uh, right here, and I'll see if I can get you one of these. Now, I uh, I got sent uh, a bottle of Alan Jackson's new Silver Belly whiskey. Oh, I've uh, been wanting to try that so bad. I just packed it, unpacked it today. I hadn't even took the wrapper off yet, but it's uh, the original Silver Touch Straight Bourbon whiskey, and it's got like a ticket, a 91 proof. Yep, got the hat on it. Oh, uh, just got, awesome. but like that, I got that right there. If I wasn't a podcaster, I wouldn't get one of those. Right, it's uh, kind of like. You know, like, um, I don't know if you've had John Rich's Redneck Riviera whiskey. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not typically a big, you know, celebrity alcohol person because usually it's not very good. Um, yeah, exactly. But I was, I was very surprised with, John, with John's um, whiskey. You know, yep. I, I like that Tennessee whiskey taste a lot. And, you know, it, for the price point, for what it is, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, hey, and I'll tell you another one. Um, 
and not because they sponsor the podcast because he was my friend before that and I'm drinking it right now is Bangtail whiskey. Uh, you know Brandon Bing down in Florida. I, he was a guest. I, Bing, yeah, great singer songwriter. And his whiskey to me, it's it's strong. It's stout. It's got a it's got a nice kick to it on the back end. But uh, but I like you know. And he sponsors the podcast. And it's my, and it's my buddy, so it helps for everybody. It's people all over the country get to hear about Bangtail. But uh, I don't feel bad by taking a free bottle from my buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. I I actually <laughs> you know for a long time now it's funny you say that because I I bust Brandon's balls about it all the time about him. I'm like, you know, can you send me a bottle so I can review it and yada, 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 yada. And because I can't get it up here where I is that is a state thing tax. Yeah, yeah, I you know, there's a lot of whiskeys I can't get. You know, most of what's on my shelf, I can't get. And I've been sent it probably. I don't want to say illegally, but, you know, frowned upon. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I say it to him all the time and he's like, well, you, you know, go on and, and, and get a bottle. And I'm like, I have no problem paying for anything. Right. right. But then I go on and try to buy a bottle, and the shipping to get here is more than the goddamn bottle. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll just, I'll just wait till I see you, buddy. Right, yeah. right. Uh, pretty much, pretty much, absolutely. And it, well, I'll, I'm like, I'll load, I'll load up a couple of extra next time we come up that way, and you have to come to the show, and I'll make sure to get you some. That's... Bang, you hear, if you're listening, Bang, <laughs> uh, make sure to stop me up before we go to the Northeast next time. Right. And I'll drop some to Jimbo off up that right. way. Because I even, you know, I tagged him in something the other, or he tagged me in something the other day, and I was like, you know, hashtag future partner or future sponsor or something, and he liked it. So, you know what? Who who knows? <laughs> you never know. You never know. You know, um, you must be present to win. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's funny. It's, speaking of people we know, you know, we actually have a lot of people we know in common in, in pretty high places, which I found interesting enough. Okay. Um, so my buddy Don, Don Goslin. Yes. Who you, yes. you know Don, obviously, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he actually, yeah, he actually called me a few months ago out of the blue through a, through a radio friend of mine and was like, hey, I see you're doing this thing, you know, anything I can do to help. And, you know, he got us Connor Smith earlier this year. That uh, makes sense. That makes sense you know, now. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. I didn't get Connor Smith all by myself. <laughs> you know, right. Yes, you did. Y- yes, yeah, you I, did, though. Yeah, yes, I you mean, did. You started the um, podcast. It, you know, he said to me, he's like, oh, I can get you, Connor. No problem. No big deal. And like, I was like, what? Like, he's like, I'm he he's the triple A ball player that everybody is expecting to be in yeah. the majors by the end of the season. You know what I yep. mean? It's and him and I had a great conversation. It was one of my favorite conversations I've had. That's you know, awesome. it, it was great. And so I told him, I was like, hey, listen, JR is going to be on the podcast. And he goes, that? and I was like, no, I just did it. And he was like, good for you. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. That's awesome. Yes, Don, love that guy. Great. I mean, he works for our, our record label. Great regional rep. Uh, great guy. Been in radio forever. I mean, that's my Saints guy. Uh, that's my buddy there. That's awesome. Small world. Yeah. 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 He's. We were on the phone one day and we were talking, we were just shooting the shit. And he was like, you know, anytime, you know, um, you know, Thomas Rhett's out here or Justin's out here, we're all playing golf. If you ever want to come, I'm like, don't you, don't you tease me because uh, I will oh, be yeah. there. <laughs> he can make it happen. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That, that's all. And see, that's other people in the business. People don't even know those jobs exist. And there's people that have done it at high levels and, uh, that are just a network of, of awesome people, you know, like yeah. uh, 
you know, just thinking about Don and that whole team over there and all the ones I've had with different record labels. Um, you know, everybody gets a bad rap. And everybody's just trying to do their job, no matter where you're at and what career or what level. Everybody's just trying to do their job and provide for their family and keep going, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I think there's enough negativity out there, people messing with people. I love, I love all the – I love it. I love the positivity, man. You know, yeah. I love Don. I love the fact that Don reached out to you to make sure. Hey, I saw you got this thing. You think I do? That's just awesome. That's just how the kind of people. And you, we need people like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I, you know, I jokingly say it all the time. We're like, I'll look at. I try not to look at the numbers as much as I possibly can, but it, you know, it's it's second nature, right? You you got to just look, and you know, I see some things some weeks, and I'm like, how the hell is this even a thing? You know, and I just assume that yeah. it's my dad on you know, listening to it over and over and over again or playing in the background. And that's why the numbers are going up. And I'm, you know, and then I hear people, somebody, you know, I'll be at a show and I'll have my Boots of Whiskey podcast t-shirt on and they'll be like, hey, you know, and like pick me out of a crowd. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. You know, because none of this makes sense to me. None of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Well, even since doing this now, I'm walk, I'll walk somewhere in a venue and somebody will say, Jr. And I'm so used to it being a band or crew member needing something for me. I do the full swivel, like, what can I do to help, you know, kind of thing, and realize that somebody, woo, chug a beer. And I'm like, oh, podcast. We love the podcast. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. But, you know, I'm just so – it's still new to me. You know, I'm like, hey, what's yeah. up? Thank you all. And random people will have a handler shirt on or, or just tell me something about some story Justin and I told. Or, you know, I, I like I said earlier, too, I field a lot of our questions and comments for the podcast. Man, listening to people's – you know, testimonials about the song, Justin's, his buddy's songs, getting them through stuff and, uh, and being, you know, part of the memory uh, for certain, you know, life things is, is, is awesome. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the power of music and music in general, but specifically country music, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now I know I've taken a lot of your time and I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, but I do. No, we're good, buddy. I do want to touch on some things. I know I told you I had no questions prepared and I really don't, but these are more things I've been thinking about as we've been talking now. So we've been doing this blog aspect of this show every week for the last month or so. Um, This week, we're going to do the our my top 10 favorite Justin Moore song. So what would. Jordan. Justin Moore song, no matter how many times you've heard it, you still get the feel every time he sings it. No pressure. That's a tough one. You know, uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough because uh, I was saying earlier with a lot of people, I like so many of his album cuts, uh, but then I I hear, you know, a a mixture of the same, uh, generally the same hits, at least all the hits every night. Um, And I I, I do generally enjoy all Justin's music. I, you know, not to be cliche, but Beta Hook, I mean, Beta yeah. Hook gets me every time. That's the first song I ever knew him for. I, I can remember me, uh, John Party, and Thomas Rhett walking backstage at a CMA thing one time when they were both baby acts. And they didn't have their – they didn't. I don't think John had his ID. and Maybe TR wasn't even 21 yet. And uh, they said something about getting a beer, but they didn't have ID. And I was like, I'm sure it's fine, guys. We're in the – section you know what i mean you guys are artists yeah. we're sitting in the artist i'm sure they're gonna just give you guys beer because I'm, I'm not i'm I, you know i'm in my, john's not much younger than me but i had my id you know i was in my 20s about six or eight people in front of us was justin and he was decked out had his cowboy hat on his suit and i watched him up there now knowing his his mannerisms he's up there doing his hands in there and he walks away kind of disappointed i realized 
oh crap, he didn't have his ID either. They didn't give him one. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I was like, oh guys, we got a problem. They didn't give Beta Hook a beer. I doubt they're giving us one, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and so we had to abort the beer mission. Then I think I just went and got us some. But anyway, but that was how I knew him because I, I at the time I was on the road and I wasn't listening to much radio. I wasn't really in Nashville. I was more in a different kind of regional scene and different type of music. So I wasn't as familiar with a lot of that country during the early 2000s. I mean, I liked, I love Justin, obviously, and a lot of the big ones, Montgomery. There was a ton of good ones during that era, but I just wasn't, I wasn't in that scene as much, but I knew him as Beta Hook. So I'd have to say that Backwoods, Backwoods is a smasher, man. I like Backwoods. That always gets me rocking. It's towards the end of the show, too, and my mixture's getting right, so that could be part of it, but. That one always slams, um, and then and then like I said, the album cuts. I mean, there's some, there's a song he's money uh, that I always thought was real clever, Tom T Hall sounding type song. Yeah, uh, uh, the one he did with Charlie Daniels, some old redneck reason. Uh, as a lot of people have said on the social media, is the duet he did with Miranda Lambert. That's a, a old habits. I mean, I, but uh, but you can do that with a lot of artists. You know, on our podcast, we do the. Uh, Mount Rushmore of country music, uh, which is, I think everybody does a Mount Rushmore of something. Now I'm not saying we started it, but I am saying we started it. But, um, you know, that, that's so hard, just like naming songs for an artist, unless it's an artist that, but if you like the artist, they don't have to have hits for you to think they've got more than 10 hits. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It's just tough, but. Uh, <laughs> it's, but you I know, it's funny. It's funny because I listen to your show, right? I'll, you're you're probably the only other country music podcast that I listen to, and because I, I don't listen to my own because I just I just don't. Um, yeah. I used to, yeah. and I retired. I retired from that after season one. I was like, no, nah, yeah. I can't put myself through this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's funny because like you guys go through you know the the Mount Rushmore and uh, you know what was the number one hit on your birthday kind of you know the year you were born and yeah. you know all these things and it's you know it's kind of putting a smile to my face to like have that connection you know yeah. where it's you know you know because I've always wanted to tell you for some reason I don't even know why but the number one song on my birthday which was March fourth nineteen eighty seven let me was... see if I can guess let me see if I can okay. guess all right let me see all if right. I can guess. 87. Wow. That was some good music in that era. Uh, wouldn't be like a Radney Foster song or something like that, huh? So, so <clears throat> the way the charts worked that year, February 28th, I Can't Win for Losing You was Earl Thomas Conley. That was ETC. the number one hit. And then on March 7th, so a few days after my birthday, was Morning Ride by Lee Greenwood. Love it. Classic. Yeah, that, that makes more sense age-wise. Uh, yeah, clap. I mean, see how awesome is that? You know, that's the song now, though. You know it. You know it forever. You know that's your song, right? Right. And it's so, you know, it, it's funny because I was listening to your show one day and I looked it up and I'll never ever forget, ever. Yep. Yep. And I, and and you never know who somebody's going to be because I don't pre-look it up. I usually look it up right about time to do it, so it's a you know get the reaction. And uh, that's just something you know. I kept thinking early on the, when we were started the show, I need to have a few things we go to every time. You know, just because originally we were going to do it like uh, I originally had it in my mind. It was going to be kind of like the country music Joe Rogan type thing. Um, and then I, then we kind of thought, well, it needs to be more like because uh, Jamie, his guy, you know, I'm like, it needs to be more like a Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon type thing. You know what I mean? Um, but it kind of morphed into we just kind of go where we just don't, you know, if it's somebody I know more, or I have something, I'll go or if it's something he has. I'll just let him. 
Uh, and my the, for me, it's easy with a with a with a co-host, especially one who's a successful entertainer. Um, is if I get another entertainer on there or athlete or somebody that's you know uh, like that, all I really got to do is just let them go. My thing is just pull pull them together, get them going on something, and sit step back. In those moments when I know they're going and they're going to go for a while, I just I just lean back in my chair and smile. Like did my job today, you know got got adjusted and. Travis Tritt on something they weren't going to talk about. Now they're talking about it for 10 minutes. Job done. You know, that's, 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 that's my angle on it. Yeah. Uh, But I, but I wanted to have some things like that, some consistency, like you would at a show in the beginning, the middle, because, you know, you, if you listen to any, you know, you don't, some have short intros, some long intros, some do their commercials at the front, some at the back, some put them in there every so many minutes. And, you know, so, uh, we wanted to be in control of that to figure out how, where we wanted to do it. And we're still experimenting with all that stuff. But, um, but, you know, uh, I, I just like, thing. I like them with other people, you know, I listen to Cody Jinks podcast. I think he's got, they do some cool stuff on there. Um, uh, when he, you know, they ask you just some random questions. And I said, oh, that's a good one. Ask random, random, not random ones. Cause I remember this when I was doing my research for the McConaughey episode, cause I, oh. I really, I really did a lot of research. Dallas Jackson here with Tips and Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tips and Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at tipsymusic on all socials. Long live live music. GM, got me? JR, I have you. All right, there we go. It kept saying, anyway, that's wild. I don't know if it, it, it said I had plenty of bars. Who knows? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that could be us too because we're – you know, we have had heat here, unlike I've ever seen in my entire life up here the last week, week and a half. Really? Um, you know, we've been in the hundreds, and that doesn't ever happen. And, um, you know, and I know we were supposed to get some thunder lightning uh, storms coming through, so that could be screwing up my end, too. But, you know, again, that's that's the beauty of showbiz. That's it. That's it. And, you know, because I'm out here, I, but I'm I'm on an island in South Alabama. So, I mean, I'm remote, but I got a clear sky tonight. So, I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun. like I said, you know, I can't, I know I've taken a lot of your time and I know there's been a lot of back and forth with, with the, with the connection and stuff, but I think, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Like it is, this has been a real treat for me because I've been a, you know, I've been a fan of the people you've you've worked for and worked with and, you know, things you've done and the show you guys do, you know, so it's 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 cool to be able to talk to you as a as a friend rather than, you know, some somebody that you see, you know, whether at a show or on TV or the Internet or whatever, you know, so this is a real treat for me and I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it, Jim. Anytime. Let's do it again. Uh couple times a year or something we recap we could that's kind of what i do with my guys from the outlaw country music podcast you know which i do twice a year that we can recap because again i might miss somebody you might need to tell me about an artist i need to know about i might have a new one you need to know about so yeah uh, i enjoyed it I, I appreciate your enthusiasm country music gives me a job and it also uh gives me something to talk about it's one of my passions you know yeah. it's uh uh, it's uh it's just you know neat. I, I, I love the whole format i love the podcast thing because 
you know, if this would have been a 10 minute radio spot, how much could we have really got to? Right. You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. or, a, or an interview, how much, how much would you have chopped out? Cause you only get a page in a magazine or a newspaper, you know? Right. You know, and speaking of people from Alabama that you, that you may or may not know of, um, but there's a guy in Ala, out of Alabama who's been on my show. His name is Michael J. Hughes. He's fantastic. No. He is uh, absolutely fantastic. He just, uh, earlier this year, he put out a song all about Keith Whitley, and he was actually asked to play at a um, at a show honoring Keith for his birthday earlier this year. And you know, he's he's got some good stuff out there. You should definitely check out. I definitely will shoot me the link when we get off. I definitely won't check him out. I will. I will. And now, and like I said to you, I don't have anything, you know, pre-planned except for, you know, the couple of questions, you know, because we are the boots and whiskey podcast. I know we talked a little bit about the whiskey, but what are your boots? Boots, man. You know, I, I'm lucky. I've got a bunch of different boots. Some, some are pretty dilapidated and some I've gotten rehabbed over the years. Uh, but the ones I'm wearing now, I think they're a pair of Justin boots. Actually, they're uh, uh, Cayman uh square toe and i've got a couple of nice pair of lucasi some ostrich i really like those are comfy uh i got a pair of anderson beam i got down on the in mercedes texas several years ago same place dwight yoke gets all his boots and uh, i really like them but uh but you know i i just kind of shop for for comfort i don't really look at the the brand as much uh yeah. i tell i tell everybody you know people say i never can wear cowboy boots or i don't like them they don't fit they you know they hurt my feet i'm like we just don't have the right ones uh, you know right. because once once you get a right pair of boots it just helps it's better for you know especially at a show or something it just works for me uh, yeah because i'm i'm one of those tms i don't wear the black shorts and the black shirt and all that i wear jeans and pearl snap and boots and belt buckle and i mean it's country music it's entertainment it's show business we're all part of it you know so yeah uh, absolutely. I, I, I go that route um it, it, it's personal preference but i go that route i'm also not a fan of guys on stage wearing tennis shoes either you know I'm a, yeah. bands i like to work with i wear boots you know I mean, it's part of the work outfit the the basketball player don't wear the mailman outfit you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh you know, so, uh, <laughs> I say all that to say, so for me, boots are uh, just, I tell anybody out there, find you a pair that fit right and you like, and uh, if they look cool, even better. Uh, and if you got, if you need a special occasion where you got to have something that just look cool, um, get them just for that. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because, so I hosted a, you know, a local country music festival around here not too long ago and it was hot, you know, it was probably 85, 90 degrees and I was going to wear my shorts and my new balances and my wife was like you are not getting on that stage without jeans and your boots on so don't yep. even think about it yep that's, and i was that's... like no, yes ma'am yep well i mean i think it was george jones at some you know a lot of stories but i think he's the one who said you're always supposed to outdress your audience yeah uh, they they want to come see a star you know uh so uh you know and I, i'm not the entertainment obviously but it's part of the show business package but uh i, I always feel like yeah you got to put some you don't have to necessarily be you know, everybody don't have to dress like George Strait because nobody's going to look like him. So, uh, but just something that's put together and you look like you're trying, like, you know, it's part of the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, what I, it's my motto. But, uh, uh, but like I say, back to boots, you know, if, you, if they look cool, but they hurt your feet, you're only going to be able to wear them one night. <laughs> but get yeah. you some that are comfortable no matter what brand. Because all, you know, boots are like hats. Cowboy hats are the same way. You get, I can, I wear a size 13 boots, seven and a half in hats, but I could get 10 different pair of each and none of them fit exactly the same. Right. You know, so, right. so you you got to find the one. Same, you know, talking about whiskey. Well, I didn't I didn't get that. What's your what's your whiskey? What's your go to whiskey? So you know, it's funny because because I've 
I, I'm not going to lie to you. I just started this whiskey game, you know, late, early last year. Um, mm-hmm. So so to say I'm like a whiskey connoisseur or a bourbon connoisseur, I'd be lying to you. Um, but, you know, obviously I started on Jack because I think yep. everybody does. Yep. Um, you know, Jack. The, right, right. And I'm definitely a Jack guy. And I think that's where I got the Tennessee whiskey taste from. Yep. Um, so I really like Nelson's Green Briar. They're a Tennessee whiskey out of Nashville. Um, I really like, so there's a, there's a brand TX whiskey. They have a, they have a blended. They're out of, um, oh God, I don't even remember where they're out of. I want to say Fort Worth. Yeah, they're out of Fort Worth. And okay. they were one of those that sent me a bottle and they shouldn't have kind of deals. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's one of those bottles where, you know, it's almost empty. And I don't want to drink any more of it because once it's gone, right. I know it's gone. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I like old fashions. I like, you know, I really started to dabble on a lot of things. I was able to, I was fortunate enough to try some Eagle Rare a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And if I ever get a bottle of that, that's going to be another one of those. Like I have a drink or two and never touch it again because it's so good. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, like I... I like to try everything, you know, and the things we've gotten or have been fortunate enough to get, you know, I've liked for the most part, you know, I have a, I have three cords here sitting there that I still haven't opened up. Um, that was sent to me, you know, they sent me their whole line to try. Nice. Um, I, I, I don't mind talking about it because I, I did a review about it and I said it, um, but heaven's door sent me their, their line, like small bottles of their line. And um, I didn't care for it much. Um, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It just wasn't my my preference. Right. Um, you know, but I, you know, I can find kind of the good in anything I drink. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not a connoisseur. I just know what, to me, tastes good. <laughs> right. I'm the same. I'm the same. And, you know, uh, that's me. I, I'm a, I like Manhattans. That's, I, I love a Manhattan. That's my go-to of just a straight drink. Um, but, you know, I usually drink a big drink of something, just shooting whiskey when we're doing that. But uh, but I like uh, – I'm kind of the same. I started on regular Jack, uh, got my feel on that. Like you said, I think everybody does. I'll tell you the one now is just my go-to besides Crown. We do a lot of Crown. I always have because Justin was always sponsored by Crown. Yeah. Um, is now for me is just Gentleman Jack. That's what my – you know, I, I've always liked it okay. And then my father-in-law, that's what he drank. So, uh, yeah. you know, I thought, well, I better get a tolerance up for that if he ever wants to drink with me. Um, so, uh, I was like that. I actually am looking at a bottle here of some Jack Daniels single barrel select, uh, oh. that, yeah, that my good friend, Chad Belding over at uh, the foul life, uh, entertainment complex over there with TV show and all the stuff they do. Uh, Chad sent me a bottle of his, they made these for him and he signed it for me. Super awesome. Another something I wouldn't get without that. But, uh, but I, that's one like you, I'm like, I don't even know when I'm going to open that. Like that, right. it's, it's got the tag on. I mean, I don't know. I had a bottle of that church. Uh, somebody gave me a bottle of Eric Church, oh, Jack. You know, and, I was just uh, going to bring that up. I was just going to bring that up because we, the allocation up here, up in the Northeast, I think it was like three bottles per state. And there was no way I was getting one. Yeah, and that, and I, I drank it, and it was on the bus. Uh, I, there was some left, and somehow it ended up gone after a, a bus getting worked on trip or something, and I don't have the bottle. So uh, I'm a little bummed. I'm, I'm hoping uh, Todd Bunch's tour manager is a good buddy of mine. I'm friends with a bunch of his team, so hopefully one day I'll be able to snag a bottle again. You know, I actually, 
you know, the Eric Church thing is one of my favorite stories to tell because I worked in a venue not far from here um, for, for a year or two. And, you know, it was actually one of my first country music shows I'd ever seen. And this, at the time, really, you know, realistically, this nobody, you know, out of North Carolina kept coming through by the name of Eric Church. And, you know, he was playing to a room of maybe, maybe 400 people. Yep. And, you know, it, it was part of the reason why, like, I got into country music, you know, it yep. was like, you know, then, you know, this was what, 12, 13 years ago, you know, that show was electric and it still is. Yep. And you, and you were thinking, man, this is, this is it. This. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Yeah. And he, and he, and he, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, like I said, there's a bunch of them out there. Who's going to be the next one? You never know. But, right. uh. But yeah, uh, about that though. But the so the whiskey, I'm kind of like you, and at certain times, certain stuff. Then I, but I'm I, I drink all over the place. I like the vodka drink, trying to you know, trying to keep my girlish figure. And uh, <laughs> Justin doesn't like it at all. But I'm a tequila guy also. Now I like. Oh yeah, nice, no, I can't. Clean silver tequila. Can't do it. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Oh no, it's, man, it's funny. My wife and I were talking about it at dinner tonight because my my. My oldest and said something about margaritas, and we're like, first of all, how do you know what the hell a margarita is? But I mean, he listens to country music, so right, you know, they had and, the year of the margaritas a year or so ago, yep, right, right. And uh, you know, we were both like, nope, not for us, no, thank you, no. Nope. Well, you got to just you got it right place, right time. You got to get the right kind. It's got to be the right temperature. You need a little citrus to go after. That's you get your training wheels. Get your really clean, like Don Julio or something like that. It's half a shot, really, really good and chilled. And some citrus with it, some some OJ or uh, uh, lemon or lime, something strong right there with it. Okay. Because it, if you, but yeah, if you can't go with the, don't start with a gold bottle of mid grade stuff. Get something decent and get you a little nip, the right temperature, and watch those the little fiesta start happening up in your mind and body and soul. <laughs> yeah. Now, does it have to be cold or just chilled? The colder, the cleaner. The colder you get it, the less you're gonna taste it. Same with vodka. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, I was never into vodka either. You know, never, mm -hmm. never got into it. Yeah, well, because probably the first time somebody gave you some, it was the, the plastic bottle of crap and you realized, yeah, hur hurled and you were like, I don't ever want that again. That's true. That's, you know, it tasted like rubbing alcohol. Going <laughs> exactly. Down. Yeah, yeah t t Tito's is our go to these days. Tito's is Tito's is tasty. It's right on. Yeah. Yeah, I hear Tito's is really good. But again, like you said, you know, I, I had a, that bad experience and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, nope, I'm good. I'm good that's since what, that. That's why Moore won't drink tequila. Uh, he yeah. had an experience at spring break or something, I think. See, I had one with vodka years ago. I, I drank vodka with, and Coca-Cola randomly uh, and too much and, yeah, did not end up well. So it took a long time. I, I still cringe at the thought of a Coke with spring with vodka why would you put those together why did i put them together that time it was a terrible idea i should have known better yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely no hey speaking speaking of jack have you tried the bottled and bond yet that just came out not too long no, ago no i have not 
No, me neither. And I, I hear, I hear good things. You know, especially. I mean, it's not super expensive. You know, right. But, but I definitely want to give it a shot. And see, but I, I'm weird about stuff too because I think there's also a certain level on it because I've had Pappy and stuff. Um, yeah, and it, and it was fine. But I mean, I'm not. I don't think it's that far ahead of some of this other stuff. But I, I feel that way about wine too. Good wine's good, but I mean, at what level? Right. You know, I mean, is it worth what they're going to charge you for it? And, and not even if it's not the price point, it's just like, I think about the Pappy. I'm like, good gracious. I get it, but I've had it. I've had, I mean, other stuff that's tasty also, but a fraction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, well, my brother-in-law's best friend has a bottle of Pappy and they, they drink, you know, he gets a bottle every now and again and, you know, a thousand dollars for a bottle. I'm like, I mean, it, it better be mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got a buddy out in California, Mark Cole. He uh, Sacramento. He every time I go visit with him, his wife Melody, they uh, he always wants to sit out on the golf course and have Cubans and, and drink some Pappy. And I'm like, Mark, don't waste your money on me, man. I'm just redneck from Alabama. I don't. This <laughs> I could drink your other whiskey and be just as good, buddy. <laughs> yeah, these cigars, yeah. these cigars too. You can just give me the cheap ones. I'm fine, bro. But thank <laughs> you. Know. Yeah. They all taste the same to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I just not, Justin's that way. He really, he and his wife really into wine. And, you know, I like my wife and I, we like wine, but I'm not, not, not at that level of figuring it out. Wait, talking about, I got to ask you since we're there, we're doing the back and forth. What about boots? What's your boots? What oh, boots did I, your wife make you put on to go do <laughs> what you should have done originally on your own? So, so I've wanted a pair of boots forever and ever and ever. Now my wife and I have been married. We'll be married four years and September and um, we've been together almost a decade you know whatever long story short so I've always wanted boots so for my birth so my birthday's in March beginning of March and beginning of March 2020 everything was still open she got me these gorgeous pair of Ariats and two weeks later the world shut down oh wow so I had nowhere to go and wear my boots. Now I had yeah. never worn boots before. I didn't know what to expect. So I put on my boots and I walk around the house and I look, I look like, you know, I look like a baby giraffe coming out of the womb walking for the first time. And, um, you know, I've broken them in and, you know, when I was working in the office setting, they were, they were my dress shoe. They, you know, I wore my boots with my suit every day. And um, so that, that was, that's the only pair of boots I have. I want to get more. Um, you know, I, I do want a pair of Tacovas because I hear those are really good. And yeah, some of the band guys got some of those recently, and they they like them. Yeah, I think yeah. our merch but, guy. I think our merch guy Jonathan actually got a pair of Tacovas too. What yeah. do you have? What do you have up there? Do you have Cavenders? You have boot boot supply? Do you have? Tra- I mean, where where would you go get boots in your area? <laughs> so on real real question, real answer. Um, our best bet for boots around here would be like a Cabela's or a Bass Pro, or you have to find like a country Western boutique. We don't have. Yeah. Do you have, um, is there, was there farmland where they have horses? Up? There's a tack and feed store. A lot of times we'll have nice boots. Um, so we have tractor supply company and that's about it. Yeah. And, and you yeah. can, you can find a pair in there. You just kind of got to see what their supply is at each location. Yeah. Well, yeah, well we that'll don't. be something. I'll tell you, that'll be something you can do whenever you travel some. Yeah. Seek out you some places to stop and get boots because some of my favorite places to get boots are literally right off the interstate all along yeah. places. I mean, right in, in Mississippi, there's a place right there that I love. There's one right on the Alabama-Tennessee state line. 
uh, and you wouldn't even know about them, but I'll, I'll just look up Western wear and boots. Boom. There you go. And yeah. that, and, and you want to get them there. You don't want to go to Nashville and get them. Cause no, no, you know, we, we looked at it cause we went to Nashville for our honeymoon and we, you know, we looked at those places on lower Broadway where it was like, you know, buy two pairs, get, Get three pairs, you know, that, or whatever. If it, whatever if it sounds too, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, exactly. We were looking at them. We were like, I would, you know, these look like you would put on if you were going to the goddamn circus. Like we're not yeah, gonna, right. you know, we're not gonna wear these. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know, I've been yeah. to Nashville. I've been to Nashville once um, for our honeymoon, and since doing this podcast and this show, you know, we we're really starting to think about, you know, doing something big down there next year um, because it's just getting to that point where we can. Um, I know that probably sounds arrogant, but no, um, I love it. You know, we are, and you know, we're, we're slowly, but surely expanding bigger and bigger, you know, every, every week that comes and goes. So we're just going to ride this wave and keep doing it until somebody, somebody begs us to stop. Yep. Until you get you a boot deal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Well, let me know if there's anything I can ever do to help. And seriously, let's do it. Let's recap in a couple of months and see where we're at and all that fun stuff. And it's been a blast, man. I enjoy chopping it up, talking music and the road and all that stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. I got a quick quick, sto- quick story there too. I was looking through uh, the, some episodes and I've got one downloaded. I haven't listened to it yet. But you had Creed Fisher on. Yeah, and Creed I'm, was I'm a great. Big- I'm a big Creed fan, and uh, and the reason I found out about him was our one of our bus drivers. He sits up and Brian, my brother Brian, who drives the, the band bus. He he said, "Man, I got to show you this." Because he sits up, drives all night. He listens to music. Some of the guys talk to each other and this and that, but he just listens to music. So he said, "You got to check this out." He said, "This guy came on the radio, and it said Creed Fisher." And I look at, I thought he had his, I guess somebody was up there. So I don't know how it went down. But anyway, he said, I looked at the video because of the song. He said, the song was rock and roll. He said, it was awesome. It was ridiculous, but it was awesome. So I checked it out. And so he said, I looked it up. And he said, the video of the guy looks just like Mark. Because we have a bus driver that drove Justin's bus for several years, who's still our brother, uh, named Mark Fisher. And he looks exactly like Creed Fisher. I mean, the beard, the same hat, the whole thing. So that's how I found out about Creed. Then we start listening to his music. Now we're all Creed Fisher fans. Just old bus driver mark fisher so yeah and then the and then the tile it in he was on your podcast and now on the podcast how about that yeah you know it's funny because so creed you know you you know creed's music right it doesn't it might not necessarily fit well up here in massachusetts but he's um playing in new hampshire in a couple of weeks or at the end of august but unfortunately he's playing like in the middle of the week like on a wednesday um Mm. so for me in work schedule i just can't make it which i'm really bummed out about um but yeah his stuff is great you know his his interview was very interesting um not in a bad way just you know because at the time when you know they his people came to me and was like hey do you want him on the show and i was like sure like what the hell yeah and then come to find out how big of a name he is in the texas scene and and down in that area and i was like damn (laughs) you know i had no idea yeah i i tell you another one along those same lines that I've been friends with for a long time, and he's still he, his records just keep getting better and better. Uh, it's Dallas Moore. Dallas Moore, check him out. That you'll love it. Okay. I turned the I turned the Outlaw Country Music podcast on to him, and the next time I listened to him, they had him on the show. I was like, of course, I knew you would. I mean, uh, it's it's kind of in that same vein, but he does the same thing. He'll come play. He plays all over the country, and uh, yeah. he's from C- Cincinnati area. 
but uh, met him down here at the floor. Bama. Yeah, I got to give those guys a shout out before we jump off. Anybody comes down to the Gulf Coast, Orange Beach, Gulf Shores, Pensacola area, y'all come to the floor, Bama. Have a bushwhacker with us, listen to some of the best music on the coast and in the country. Like some of these people we're talking about, they're liable to be there. And uh, yeah, and come see us at a Justin Moore show sometime. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've always wanted to go to the Bama. Now, do you do you work for them when you're not with Justin, or is that just you know you're kind of your baby because it's down there? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. The, the uh, small world. The general man. The well, the yeah. The, the general manager of all the Bama property now is one of my fraternity brothers. And first time he ever went there was when I was working for Wayne Mills. I snuck him in the back gate when I was still t-shirts, and now he runs the place. So. That's awesome. kind of it's like a family affair. That's the first big show they ever did with Wayne. You come to the floor of Bama and play for, you know, mullet toss for Fourth of July. That was that was my first big exposure to big crowds and, you know, that kind of that atmosphere, the festival style stuff. Then we started going off and doing big shows with people. Then I, but but the floor of Bama was my baby and still is. And I do work there some. Nice. Yeah, that's one of like my top five venues to get to to see a show in the mm-hmm. country for for sure. Yeah, and you got to. Yeah, yeah, you know, one of these one of these days it's going to happen. I know it is. You know. Yep, yep. And uh, um, and you know, talking about that, there's there's a lot of good, and every that's why I was asking you earlier where there's ones I don't want to miss some of these because you never know, man. There's you know, I, again back to those guys from Nebraska, they turned me onto this place they have out there. It's called Bucks Bar, Bucks yeah. Bar and Grill, and it's just a little place, but they have all these up and coming acts and established acts we know of that go and play at this place. Cause it's a, it's a routing thing through this part of Nebraska that there's not much else, but there's Buck's bar. And I mean, you, I mean, you just never know who's going to be there. And there's those places like the floor of Bama. You wouldn't expect that. I mean, Dean Dillon might be playing there, you know, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, uh, but, but they're there and, you know, live music's got to stay live. I mean, I, I'm all about the social media and the TikToks and the videos and all this stuff, but man, you can't experience music's 3d and 4D if you go to the show, you know, I mean, yeah. you're getting all the, you're getting all the feels and uh, live music's live music's one of, you know, it's, it's a pure art form, you know, like with, you know, uh, uh, in, in all art forms, but it's, it's something we don't need to lose in the information age. We don't need to be trying to go to virtually go to concerts and stuff. No, no, no. We all need to get together yeah. and go party and go to concerts. Hell yeah. You know, and, and JR, anytime you guys are up here for a couple of days or whatever, you got, you got an off day and you're in the area. Let me know. Like, there's plenty of places around here. You know, I know I have enough connections now, you know, thankfully through this show that, you know, I, I can, you know, we can do, we can do some crazy cool stuff for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to it, man. Well, yeah. Well, let's stay in touch. Like I said, we'll do this again in a couple of months. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah. I appreciate your support listening to our podcast. And everybody go check oh, us out. Hit me up, JR the Handler on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I try to stay on that. I'm not very good, but I try. And uh, jrthehandler.com. I got swag and all that fun stuff. So check me out. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to get one of those JR the Handler t shirts because that's uh, fucking yeah, awesome. Send, send me your address. I'll put you one in the mail. I need a, I need a, uh, I need a boots and whiskey shirt to wear on one of our episodes podcast as well. Hell yeah. Absolutely. As soon as we get some in, I will get them out to you. But yeah, we'll, we'll chat and we'll get everything ready to go. And again, I can't thank you enough. And, um, I think you're actually making history on this show because we're recording now, and this is going to be out in an hour and a half for the for the whole world to hear. So wow! Well, hope, hopefully awesome. our technical difficulties didn't take away the gold we were laying on them. Nah, nah, nah. I think it'll be <laughs> fine. I think it'll be great. All right, buddy. Well, All right, Jay. Thank we'll you talk so soon, much. Sounds right, good, man. All righty. See you, buddy. Bye. 
Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Jr. the Handler again. Jr., thank you so much for coming on the show and and being a part of everything here. I'm I'm happy to hear that you're a fan and that you've listened to some episodes. And as you know, I've listened to pretty much every episode of the Justin Moore podcast. I think it's absolutely fantastic what y'all do over there. Um, it's such a great experience to be able to talk to these people. You know, for me, um, to be able to hear stories and you know, be able to say like, Hey, I, I'm, you know, I'm friends with somebody that's friends with Justin. I know that sounds cliche and, and probably silly, but you know, this is what this show has always meant to me and what it will always mean to me. Um, building these relationships with the folks like this and, you know, cause we're all here to, to do the same thing, right. Or to, to promote everybody. And, you know, I've, I've never been shy about it. Justin Moore is one of my top five, country music artists of you know the last 20 years um you know and easily for me a top 10 top 20 of all time um and again like i said in the in the episode i'm not just saying that because jr was on the show you know i would have said that (laughs) regardless of who was on the show um but yeah you got a little taste of what our blog will be about this week in the episode it will be a top 10 of you know, my favorite Justin Moore songs. Um, obviously Justin Moore is going to be the song of the day today. Um, Wednesday bang tail whiskey will probably be the, um, the whiskey Wednesday, um, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, you got to support your friends and, and everybody that everybody that does this damn thing, um, to together. So Jr. thank you again so much for being on for everybody that's listening through you know jr's channels you know welcome thank you so much for being here um check us out on instagram facebook twitter tiktok you know we're everywhere so boots and whiskey podcast you'll be able to find us we have our website boots and whiskey entertainment.com everything is there um podcast episodes blogs whiskey reviews you know every everything concert reviews everything is there um also speaking of concert reviews i believe if i'm not mistaken concert reviews we've done them in a blog form now because the youtube was just getting too much we'll probably do a year-end recap of shows um but for now we're going to do them in a blog form because there's just been so much and i'm super behind so everybody that has sent me to a show i apologize your review is coming. I promise, I promise, I promise. With that being said, we have tickets to give away for Chris Lane. We're going to start giving those away next week for Bold Point Park. That show is August 12th, I believe. If I am not mistaken, August 12th. It's a Friday night. Um, yes, August 12th, Friday night. Our good friends Dalton and the Sheriffs are opening that show. They're out of Boston. If you want to see that show... Follow along to the Boots and Whiskey podcast on all channels, and we will, you know, we have some tickets to give away. So stay tuned. I'm not, I'm not sure how many we're gonna give away, but we have some to give away. Um, so stay tuned for that. Official announcement will come out the, over the weekend, um, so that you can can be there for that. Um, so, guys, thank you all so much for t- for taking the time and listening to the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it because I did. You know, and if you didn't enjoy it, I still did. So <laughs> thank you all so much for, for being a part of this and helping us grow. You know, we've seen some really cool numbers and some really great growth in the last couple of weeks. So thank you all so much for that. Um, so until next time, I promise you only one episode this week. Last week was 
you know, a little special with Jay Lee Gandy on and um, Taylor Hughes was on last week. And this week, just one episode. Um, and then next week, we'll have another episode. Um, I'm not going to tell you who yet because I'm not even really sure who's going to be next. But no, I, I have some. It's just all about, you know, how things go. <laughs> um, so until next time, guys. Keep the boots on the ground, the whiskey in the glass. Cheers. Thank you all so much for for taking a part of this episode, and we'll see you soon. Good night.